As a lawn care provider, do you want to make a year-round income? Are you worried at the end of the lawn care season because you don't know how you're going to make it through the winter? Then you need to check out the 12-month contract from the Mowing in the Dark podcast. This is the same contract that Aaron uses to grow his lawn care business. This 100% editable 12-month contract template is available for only $5.99. The contract has rock-solid terms and conditions, so you are protected from all kinds of liability in lawn maintenance and snow removal. Get your 12-month contract at mowinginthedarkpodcast.com today. I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Guys, it is a beautiful, rainy, cold, nasty Tuesday morning here in Michigan. It is just one of those things. I woke up this morning and I I was... I did not sleep real good last night. Uh, I got up in the middle of the night around 3 a.m., I just, I stayed up for about an hour and a half. I could not seem to sleep very well until I went back to bed. And then, I mean, I crashed until my wife woke me up at 7.30 and was like, oh my goodness, there's like an inch of slush and nastiness on the ground. And I'm like, out of a dead dream, I I was in the middle of a dream, out of a dead sleep, I wake up and I don't know if you've ever had this, but my, my eyes just felt like I had to hold them open with toothpicks. It was awful. And I, I did not wake up well until about noon. So I went out and I checked my commercial lot. And of course it's bone dry. I mean, there, it was wet, but there was no slush or anything. I, I got out there at about 8.30. It's a doctor's office, no less. So I felt pretty bad about it. But you know what? It, it was fine. And it looked like they weren't seeing patients, at least not yet. Maybe they weren't seeing patients today. And so it was it was a, a really weird morning. So I, I've been super busy uh, the last... I don't know, week or so, working on different things with a new machine that I'm trying to purchase. And along with that new machine, I'm getting a new trailer. So I've got some big things coming up the up the up the trail, down the pipe, whatever they say. And um so I'm excited about this stuff. I am super pumped for this year. Uh but it hasn't been easy, and that's what I want to talk about today. Who do you have in your corner? When you feel like you are stressed out and and you don't know what right decisions to make and and you're trying to figure things out but it it in it, it just feels like it's overwhelming. Who do you have in your corner? Because for a long time in my business, I didn't feel like I had anyone in my corner. And it was really really tough. Now when I started my business, I was working full-time at a hospital 
as a phlebotomist, you guys, if you guys have listened to the podcast, you know my story here, but I'm just going to repeat it for anyone that's new. So I, when I started my business, I was working full-time at a hospital as a phlebotomist in the emergency department, or the ER, if you will. And so I had a lot of stress with that job, a lot of stress. And what happened to me there was I developed PTSD from that job, some situations in that job in the emergency department that just caused me to be extremely stressed out all the time. So now, as I'm running my business, when I first started my business, I wasn't working. Okay, so let me let me backtrack a little bit. Because when you're in an environment like a hospital, there's different positions, all right? Because you're in a union atmosphere. And so when I first started in the hospital, and when I first started my business, I was not in the emergency department. I was working the floors of the hospital. So I would go up on the different floors, visit patients in their room, draw blood, you know, things like that. Okay. As time went on, so I started my business and I was very confident when I started my business. I was gung-ho. I was like, let's do this. Let's go. And my first year working full-time at the hospital and working part-time in lawn care, I took on 12 clients and I push mode every single one of them. All right, so I would go out, my shift was, it started at like noon or one o'clock. And so I would go out in the morning, mow a few lawns, come home, shower, and walk to work because the hospital was literally a block away from my house. So I would walk to work. I Very little stress right now. I mean, there was some, but very little. Then the environment in the hospital started to change and I got a little bit more stressed out. And then I got a new position because someone left the hospital that was in the lab. And so the whole thing shifts positions, right? Because you vie for positions, because you're in this union atmosphere. And so now I am trying to, well, not trying to, I didn't want the emergency department position, but I was put there. And so I, I was thrown into this and over time, that confidence that I started my business with really started to wane because of the PTSD that I, that I, that started to build up inside of me. A few really key um, events happened at this, in the emergency department that just brought on major, major PTSD for me. And so, well, I say major, it's probably for some of you who have been first responders and things like that, it's probably minor PTSD, but for me, it's major. All right. So, um, those events just, they rattled me and they, they made me super stressed out and it made my body feel like every, every stressful situation was life or death. And I've just, I struggled and I still struggle with this. And so as I've been going into this season where I'm trying to buy this new machine and go into a new aspect of this business and having to get all my ducks in a row, it's been super stressful for me. And it, it feels like a life or death experience. Like, like this is life or death. Like 
I will lose my business if this thing doesn't go right. And over time, I keep telling myself, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. And I can tell myself that in my head, but my body feels like I am going to lose it. I am going to die. Like this, this, I'm in war is what it feels like. My heart races. I, I just feel like I'm I'm not going to make it. And so because of this, I have relied on a few people to to answer questions for me, to be like a, a shoulder to lean on, a body to lean on, someone to lean on. All right? And the first person is my wife. And, and of course, I, I'm leaving out the biggest one here, and that's Jesus Christ or God, um, both really, because they're one and the same, right? Uh, that's the first, all right? He's the first. Like, I, I cast all my cares upon him, right? But then my wife was the second, all right? I have bounced things off of her. I, I've been stressed out, and she she just takes it in stride and understands that I'm in a stressful time right now. And she doesn't like try to throw more things on my plate. And so that's been very helpful. But another key person that I really want to bring up here that has answered questions for me and just been there is uh, my buddy Cameron Duncan from Missouri. All right. Uh, he has just been there. I the crap out of him sometimes because I'll just ask questions and it, it'll be like I throw up questions on Facebook Messenger and just you know, out of the blue, just, just throw up on my phone on messenger. And he just, he's so gracious in answering all my questions. Uh, just, you know, just being there. And he, I'm sure he doesn't even realize what he's done for me through this process. And, uh, I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not, but he's been there for me. And that's been a, a huge help for me in dealing with this anxiety. Now, I haven't told him about any anxiety or stress or anything. I haven't told him about that. He's just been there for me. All right. He's just, because he's answered my questions, because he's answered the same questions over and over and over again, because that's part of my thing is like, I overanalyze everything. Like there was a situation when I was in, in the emergency department at the hospital, there was, and I've told this, this story on, on a YouTube video. And I think I've told it here on the podcast as well, but I'm going to tell it again because it was so impactful on me in a, in a negative way. All right. So we had this old gentleman come in and, um, he was not in a good way and the emergency department for me, I'm, I was the only person drawing blood in the emergency department. And so that means we had a 32 bed emergency department, which is not huge, but it's big enough. All right. Because we, our emergency department kept it rolling. Like we put people through there like a meat grinder. I mean, it was like, you're in, one's in, another one's out, one's in, another one's out. It was, a, it's a really good emergency department. I will say that. Uh, it was, it ran really smooth. I, I was impressed. However, 
I would run my entire shift, sometimes literally run from room to room, getting blood from these people. So the an ambulance brought somebody in, an older gentleman, uh, and he had uh, some serious distress. He was what they call a neuro alert. So they thought he was having some sort of stroke or some something like that, something in the brain, okay? And it, it's serious. That is serious stuff. And so he, this guy was a, a thin man. He had huge bulging veins, all right? It should have been no problem to draw blood from this guy. It should have worked out beautifully. So I went in there, I, I'm doing my thing, and I get a teeny tiny little squirt of blood in my vial. And it just stops. And what was happening is the blood tubes, if you've ever had your blood drawn, that blood tube that they put your blood into, that has suction in it. That is, that has a, a lot of suction in it. And because your veins don't necessarily pump the blood, but that thing has, has some serious suction. And um, what was happening is when I would poke the vein, it, it would bring in a little bit of blood, but then it would collapse the vein and squeeze it shut. And so I was like, I was dumbfounded. This guy has huge garden hose veins and I cannot get the blood out of this guy. And this was like the defining stressful moment for me because this guy was in serious distress. Like, he lost his bowels, all right? So what that means is he crapped himself. I mean, bad, bad, bad. Like it stunk up the en entire emergency department. And our whole hospital was slammed this day. And so I called down to the lab, the main laboratory, trying to get somebody to come down here and, and draw this guy's blood because I can't get it. And that's just what we did. If you can't get the blood, call someone that that can and so i called nobody came i called again nobody came so i went and tried to draw blood out of this guy again using a different needle same thing same collapsing of the veins i could not get this guy's blood and this guy's in distress the nurses are yelling at me the doctor is yelling at me it's like I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying everything that I know to do. I called down to the lab. They haven't sent somebody down. I've called three times. They haven't sent anybody. I, I'm losing it. And it, I was just, it, I was beyond done at that point. And I just wanted to throw in the towel. I just wanted to crawl in a hole and die. And um, so that feeling through this entire process for me of trying to buy this new machine, that's what I've been feeling. And Cameron has been that, that lifeline, that other person in the lab who's come down and, and just kind of eased that tension. And so I, I he doesn't even realize, I'm sure, that he has been this person for me, and it's fine. I, I just want to shout him out because um, his attitude, his, the way he is, just who he is, um, how he interacts with people is very calming to me. 
And so he has been that lifeline for me through this entire process. He's been my person in my corner without him even knowing it. And so that's my question to you today is who's in your corner? Who's that person that's in your corner that's that's that calming person, that that person that is is the rock right now? You know, maybe 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 Cameron will get stressed out one day. Maybe I can be that person for him without knowing it. But right now, I'm that person. All right? And 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 he, he you know, he's maybe you need somebody like that. You just need somebody to be there. And my wife has been that. Uh, although she, I try not to, you know, be too stressed out around her, but obviously I, I cannot control it very well. <laughs> uh, obviously. And so uh, I'm sure she sees that, but she just doesn't say anything. She's so she's that person. She's, she's a rock in my corner. And I want you guys to think about this. If you don't have that rock in the corner, in your corner, start developing relationships around you. It could be on social media, like like Cameron and I are. We, we rarely get to see each other in person. I saw him down at the Farm Machinery Show. We hung out for a little bit, but he had his family there. I had my family there. He had his two little girls there that are full of energy and just boundless energy well to a point and and they wanted to go they didn't want to you know walk slow so the adults could talk you know and i get that that's awesome i don't care um but we got to have breakfast sit down you know wives could get to know each other better and you know each of us could get to know each other's wives better which was cool and our families could interact it was awesome and cameron has become that kind of one of those rocks in my corner. And, um, and again, he doesn't know that. But my wife is also that rock in my corner. And um, there's some other people at church who don't know that they're my rock in my corner. I don't get as much interaction with, with them. I get an interaction with them on a weekly basis. And, and they can be that rock in my corner too. Who do you have? And sometimes thinking about this can be depressing. It has in the past for me. I have felt like there was nobody in my corner. There was no one that understood. There was no one that could possibly get what I was going through. I have felt like that. Maybe you're feeling like that. You do have people around you. You just have to open up yourself to them. You have to be vulnerable. You have to, to put yourself out there. To, to communicate. And work at it. It takes work. Now again, those people don't even need to know that they are a rock in your corner. But they are. Just a simple conversation once or twice a week can be so helpful for a person. They, it is for me just to be able to calm those nerves, to get your mind off of what is stressing you out for that little bit amount of time. 
This is why I think going to church is so important. Because you can go to church and you can be distracted with Jesus. You can turn your eyes off of yourself and focus them on Jesus. That And I'm not trying to preach here. That's Faith Fridays. But I'm telling you, church can be transformational for this. And I encourage every single one of you to get in a good Bible-believing church. It is so important. It is so vital to run a healthy business from a place of faith. Because it grounds you. It gives you that, that moral compass that we all need so that we make good, proper, right, ethical decisions. Because ethics come from, believe it or not, from a biblical worldview. You cannot get moral ethics from the world, from everything around you. You will not get it. It comes from, the core comes from the Bible. Would you believe it? It does. Most of our laws in this country come from, they have their foundation in the Bible. So it is so important for you as a business owner to get inside a church, a faith community somewhere. It's, it's, that's why I have so important to have when you are running a business and you're stressed out and things can get really hectic really fast and you need to have that place, you need to have that faith where you can take your eyes off of yourself and put it on something else. Put it on, for me, it's putting it on the creator of the world. That is where it's at for me. So that's why I, I am so passionate about doing these Faith Friday episodes because it is vitally important. So, with all that being said, you got to have that, that faith piece. You also have to have that family piece and that, that time off piece. You need time off from your business. Especially when you have just gone through a, a very stressful season of life. You got to have time off. You got to recharge the batteries. You've got to be able to reset your body from that stress. And so that is what, that's what I love to talk about here on this podcast, because it, it's so important to running a business and not a lot of people talk about it. A lot of people talk about the, the fun stuff. A lot of people do the interviews and, and all that stuff, but they don't get deep. Very, very few of the podcasts that we listen to in the green industry go deep into a person's life. Go deep into those hurts, those dark places. But you know who the people are that do go there? The people that have found freedom. Drug addicts. Guys that have been in prison. People with PTSD. Those people go deep because they know that that's where healing is found. 
So that's what I want this podcast to be. Now, I don't do a lot of interviews here. I just don't have a lot of time or mind space to do interviews here. But I want to go deep. So I want I want you guys to go deep inside of yourself. Find those places that are hurt and broken want here. That's why you need that person in your corner. Because they can be, when you're not strong, that person can be strong. When you're not, when I'm not strong, God is strong for me. My wife is strong for me. When my wife isn't strong, I can be strong for my wife. My wife's been going through some bodily pains lately. And I'm trying to be there for her. Just simple things. Like, hey, can I drop you off the off at the door at the restaurant instead of you know you walking through the parking lot i did the dishes today i'm not trying to toot my own horn but i did the dishes today because i know her body just things be be the rock for someone and find somebody that can be that rock for you and no they do not have to even know that they are that person but know that it is helpful and it is it is amazing to have that person because it can bring a sense of peace, of calm. They're like a pillar in your life. And what what do you cling to when when the storms come? You cling to that pillar. You strap yourself to the pillar or in a, in a ship case, you strap yourself to the mast. Because that ship is supposed to right itself just by the way it's made. You strap yourself to the mast and you hang on. And that's what that pillar is, that person in your corner. They can be that pillar for you. Guys, I hope this podcast was helpful. I hope this was encouraging. I hope it was motivational. Because I have been motivated. And I have felt that... that. Uh, that calm that those people in my corner have given me. So I am hopeful that if you don't have that person in your corner, that you will be able to find that person, that you'll be able to, to have that person in your corner. All right, guys, that's it for this episode. I, I, I really, again, I hope this was really good for you. It was good for me just to talk about it. So guys, thanks for listening, and I will see you in the next episode.